Good evening. Uh, my name is Jan Turkle, and I'd like to welcome you to our Tummy Tuck webinar. Uh, before we get started, just a couple of quick instructions. If at any point during the presentation you have a question, feel free to type it into the chat box on the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Uh, click on the tab labeled Private Chat and type your question. Uh, if we uh, don't get your question answered, um, feel free to email them to us at drturkle at turklemd.com uh, if you think of something later. We will try to answer all the questions tonight that are submitted. Um, this webinar will also be available on our website in the very near future. Uh, that's turklemd.com if you'd like to review it again or share it with somebody. And we will be notifying you by email when it's posted. So without um, further ado, let's get started. Uh, the popularity of abdominoplasty among both men and women is growing. As you can see, these statistics are provided to us by the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, and it shows that it's almost doubled uh, in the past 13 years. Um, you know, I find myself saying this a lot when we present uh, various things that we do here uh, in the practice, but, you know, abdominoplasty is not really a substitute for diet or exercise. Uh, it's really best for a person that is at a reasonable level of fitness and at a healthy weight for themselves. Um, you know, these are the folks that find that no matter how much they exercise or diet, they just can't get rid of that loose skin in the abdomen. Um, I think we all have a different set point as to what is um, our ideal weight, and I don't have some basic number that I'm going to throw at you. I don't know that everybody necessarily will fit the boxes that the insurance companies provide, but I think most of us know that this is sort of the weight at which we're kind of going to live at and stay at. Um, a lot of times people come in and they're confused about which way do I go? You know, do I do a tummy tuck? Do I do liposuction? Do I do cool sculpting? And I think the answer really depends on what are your issues and, you know, what are your desired results. Uh, liposuction and cool sculpting are both great at removing those diet and exercise resistant deposits of fat that are just beneath the skin, but the, the really the kicker here is that the skin tone has to be good enough to snap back once that fat is removed. If that skin is already lax and sagging and you remove fat, you're probably going to worsen the problem. Um, tummy tuck, on the other hand, is a great way to get rid of that lax skin. We're actually physically removing the lax skin, and also uh, tummy tuck is indicated when the muscles that run up and down the middle of us, called the rectus muscles, which we'll show you here in a minute, um, have kind of separated, typically with pregnancies, and that space between them in is starting to allow the abdominal contents to bulge forward. Um, liposuction could be used on a variety of areas, abdomen, love handles, inner and outer thighs, knees, arms, under the chin, ankles, calves, about any place that you could get a catheter uh, and you have some fat, you can probably do some liposuction. What we're doing is we're passing small little catheters under the skin into the fatty area, applying suction and removing small tunnels of fat um, with this. Um, there's several different types of liposuction. Uh, traditional liposuction where we go to the operating room, infiltrate the area with a saline solution with a little adrenaline in it to shrink the vessels, and then proceed to suction out the area with the small catheters. Um, there's laser liposuction such as smart lipo or using ultrasound and with any of these we're using the energy of these devices to break up the fat so it's a little easier on the uh, operator in terms of breaking up fat 
at the end of the day, I think the results are very, very similar. Um, the advantages of liposuction is there's a little less downtime, certainly, than a tummy tuck. The incisions are very small. Uh, most people are back to driving and desk jobs within three to five days. And with the smart lipo, that is something that we perform in the office under uh, local anesthetic. Sometimes people prefer a little oral sedation with that. Um, you kind of have to expect some swelling. Probably the most notable is for six weeks, but honestly, there may be up to six months before you see your final contour. Uh, there's quite a bit of numbness that slowly resolves over a period of several weeks to months. And you kind of need to kind of take it easy on any kind of cardio exercise or anything that might increase the bruising and bleeding for the first two weeks. Uh, some examples of liposuction, I think you can appreciate the area in the abdomen has been refined a little bit. And again, this is a person that's in excellent shape. Uh, but you can see on the side view and the three-quarter view, there's just a little less fullness in the abdomen. Um, this works well on men. As you can see, there was just kind of a little deposit there in that lower abdomen and on into the love handle area. And just by treating those areas, that was a way to kind of refine and, and give him a much better contour. Um, another example, kind of in the hip rolls or, you know, kind of the flanks, um, the lateral thighs and the abdomen, uh, all of these areas are nicely shaped up with liposuction. And again, kind of a nice side view of the abdomen and the bra fat. A lot of times that area right under the bra um, is kind of uh, full and it could be reduced again with liposuction. Another abdominal example. And that's the same patient, I think, different side. And again, I think you see it's kind of a, a nice refining technique. Um, with cool sculpting, um, it's even less invasive than liposuction. Uh, it's the first and only FDA cleared technology to use uh, cold to reduce fat. And essentially what you create is this cooling that creates death of those fat cells or what we call cryolipolysis. And that's a way to, again, to address that exercise and diet resistant fat. Um, the results appear slowly over time. Again, within three months, most people have a pretty good sense that they've made a difference. Usually by six months, the results are completely manifested. Uh, these cooled fat cells are basically uh, programmed at that point to undergo what they call cell death. They're gradually metabolized and naturally eliminated through the lymphatic system. Uh, typically, two treatments in an area about 30 days apart is the typical recommendation. But you know there have been people that have had benefit by treating the area even more often. Um, the beauty of cool sculpting is that it's completely non-invasive. An applicator is applied externally. It targets the fat under the skin without damaging the skin surface. Uh, it's been cleared for flanks and outer thighs and the um, abdomen, bra fat. Um, and actually now we're finding that they have a new handpiece that can be used for the large, broad, flat areas that we didn't used to be able to treat with cool sculpting like lateral thighs. Um, other places such as that. Um, this is an abdomen before and after uh, cool sculpting, and this is just after one treatment. And this is uh, three months after a single treatment. And this is after uh, a single treatment. And many of these, um, we've actually done two treatments uh, 30 days apart. Uh, when we first got the machine, it was sort of just treat everybody once. And then as they began working with the technology, they said, hey, you know, we really are seeing better results if we come back and treat that same area 
a second time 30 days later. Uh, they found with that they're able to go ahead and get rid of about 60% um, of the fat in an area. And I think you can see very similar results to liposuction. Um, the thing that's really nice about cool sculpting is you don't wear girdles. Um, you really don't have any downtime. I tell people you sometimes get a little bit of a suction hickey or you know kind of a little bit of a bruise where that um, grew on the skin a little bit. But in terms of uh, really creating any kind of downtime, it really does not. Um, moving on to abdominoplasty, um, the things that we've kind of talked about before with cool sculpting and liposuction is primarily fat. Uh, as we mentioned before, neither of those techniques do anything for skin laxity or that space between the muscle, um, if you want to use the $60 word, diastasis is the fancy word for that. Uh, abdominoplasty addresses all three. Um, what we've got here is kind of a graphic description where um, they're showing the dotted line, which is the incision that goes hip to hip. Uh, the middle photo is showing the rectus muscle, and they kind of show a little white space between those two muscles. That's called the diastasis. And what that is, that's fascia that's been stretched, typically with pregnancy. And even after you've delivered, it never completely comes back to the middle. And when you stand, everything internally wants to bulge forward, which tends to give you kind of a fuller, rounder sort of abdominal pooch. Um, the last photo on the right is showing that space has been repaired, uh, or the muscle repair has been done. Um, this is a single incision that goes from hip to hip, and then a second incision that goes around the navel. Uh, you remove the skin uh, and fat, typically from the navel to the top of the pubic hairline, and bring those muscles back together with sutures. Um, we encourage everybody to get up and move and walk. Uh, it's really critical uh, for your recovery, and it's honestly critical for pain control. Um, getting up and walking about every hour uh, makes a big difference in how you do. Um, certainly sleep the eight hours at night if you can, but um, get up and walk during the daytime. Most people are back to driving their cars and back to desk jobs within 10 to 14 days. We recommend not doing anything cardio for two weeks to avoid bleeding, and we usually suggest no strenuous lifting, pushing, pulling greater than 10 pounds for about six weeks to allow those wounds to heal adequately and not have any um, wound healing difficulty. The biggest health risk would be a blood clot, and for that reason we uh, prescribe an anticoagulant called Lovenox. It's a once-a-day injection. We start the morning after surgery and do one injection per day for 10 days. And everybody is going to have some numbness. That area of numbness gets smaller, but just like C-sections and hysterectomies with the transverse scar, most everybody that's had those experiences will tell you there's a little bit of numbness right above that incision. Um, here's some examples of abdominoplasty. Um, you can appreciate the skin and fat from the navel to the pubic hairline has been removed. And the skin that's now currently on the left-hand photo at the navel is now clear down to the pubic hairline. And a new incision has made um, to create uh, where the navel comes back through. So you can get rid of the loose skin both in the upper and lower abdomen. And as you see from the side view, the muscles have been tightened, which gives a tighter, smoother contour. Um, same thing here, and I think you can see several examples. Um, and this young lady, you know, you look at the first picture and think, well, what's, there's not anything really significant. But honestly, if you could feel that space between the muscles, she has about a three centimeter gap. And so by bringing that together, um, that gives her that nice flat contour that you see on the right-hand side. Um, a lot of times um, people come in 
with that loose skin and that lower abdomen that you see there, and they're in, you know, requesting lipo. Well, lipo would do nothing beneficial other than make that just a looser, thinner piece of skin. And the other thing that's kind of interesting on the uh, left-hand photo, that is not a hernia, but that is a large space between her muscles that when she stands up, everything bulges forward. And I think you can appreciate um, how much nicer that looks with those muscles brought back to the midline and tightened for her. Another example, a very classic appearance after having some children on the left, and then, of course, the appearance on the right after the tummy tuck's done. That's a fairly early uh, photograph. The scars are still very pink. Um, again, um, several examples. We'll just kind of click through. Um, I think you can kind of appreciate the differences that that makes. And every once in a while, people will present, and they actually truly have a hernia. It's not just a space between those muscles, but... Right there at the navel, you can see she's kind of protruding. And so it is not an uncommon request to repair the muscle, but also repair that hernia at the same time. And I think if you look at the photo on the right, uh, that gave a nice contour to the navel and got rid of that hernia for her, as well as the diastasis that was kind of allowing that whole central abdomen to look full. Um, often we do a little bit of liposuction with the abdominoplasty. Um, we usually suction over the mons pubis area and kind of the area out at the end of the incision to kind of create a nicer contour. If people have a fatty distribution in the hip roll regions or the love handles or the bra fat, uh, those can also be done uh, concurrently with the tummy tuck. Um, that requires uh, placing the patient in the prone position or tummy down, performing the lipo, and then turning them back over while under anesthesia to then go on and do the abdominoplasty. And this is uh, showing some examples um, of the tummy tuck, but you can also see how we were able to create a little bit better uh, waist uh, by doing the liposuction of the, the uh, back and love handle area. Another example, um, you know, you can see on the picture where she's facing away, there's quite a bit of fat at the bra fat and uh, flank area. And by doing some liposuction, not only were we able to uh, contour that, but with the tummy tuck, she got a nice uh, contour anteriorly, too. And again, I think just several examples here. Um, makes a nice difference in terms of the, the contouring. And I think you can appreciate a lot of times the what the abdominal fullness does. Um, sometimes people have lost massive amounts of weight. Um, you know, some of our folks have undergone bariatric surgery and have lost 100, 200, sometimes more uh, in pounds, and they're left with a lot of loose skin. And uh, honestly, there's no further dieting or exercise that's really going to help this situation. Um, so we've removed a great deal of that excess skin and fat. And here's a couple of examples. It's kind of hard to believe that, it, you know, when you look at the pictures uh, to the left and the right, that that is the same individual, but it is. It's just that she had so much loose skin that um, really couldn't appreciate what we had on the right. Um, and I think, you know, other examples. Um, but sometimes the fat doesn't just stop or the loose skin doesn't just stop at the hips. So sometimes we need to go completely circumferential, which is this case. And I think the next photo will show the backside um, where you can see that's lifted up the buttocks and given a, a nice contour to the waist. But the scar does go circumferentially. 
and this works on men and women. Um, a lot of our gentlemen have come in with great uh, weight loss, and I think you can appreciate if we just stopped the incision where the hips were, he would have still had quite a bit of stuff kind of hanging over the back of his uh, jeans and clothing, and I think you can see how that's nicely um, contoured him. Another example of a body lift, and I think you could appreciate um, how that's really lifted the buttock. Uh, you see a lot of loose skin at that lower buttock area that's been pulled up, and it really helps to define. She's got a very thin waist, but she had developed so much loose skin that it kind of fallen, and that was giving her the appearance that the hips were quite full. And actually, when you got all that loose skin out, she has a, a very nice contour. Another example, and at this point I'll open it up to questions. Um, one of the questions that we received was cost, and I think that, again, we give some estimates on the website. Uh, an abdominoplasty is about $6,000, and again, that's going to vary a little bit. Um, some of the facilities charge a little differently, and facility and anesthesia are time-based. So if there's somebody that we might need a little more time on, that might change the price. Uh, the surgeon's fee is uh, $3,900, and that doesn't change, um, you know, regardless, but it's just sometimes the amount of time required will alter the fees for the facility and anesthesia. Um, the question is, uh, what if you add liposuction? And again, it depends on how much liposuction and how much time we're adding, but you're probably adding another... $1,500 to $2,000 uh, to the total price. Um, uh, obviously, one of the questions, does it work well for men? And I would say the answer is yes. Now, typically, the men do not have the space between the muscles because typically that occurs as a result of pregnancy. So we don't find that we're having to repair the muscles in men as often as we are women. Um, one of the questions came up about, is there a lot of pain? And I think that the answer is very honestly, it's pretty uncomfortable. The part that really hurts is that muscle repair. Um, you know, for the first several days, um, anything that causes you to flex your abs, whether it's laughing, sneezing, coughing, or simply, you know, flexing to get out of a chair, you feel it. Um, that gets better fairly quickly over time. And again, I think the more people are up and around, that helps. Uh, one of the things that we've been using lately uh, that's been very nice is a medicine called Exparel. It's basically a long-acting uh, marcaine, which is a local anesthetic. It's been encapsulated in liposomes so that that's slowly time-released, and that tends to work very nicely um, for some of our patients to give some relief over the first three to five days. Um, one of the questions is, do I need a drain? And I would happily tell you that for the past two years, and again, my apologies to everybody before two years ago when I got brave and started doing this, is that I have not used a drain. Um, what we are doing is we're taking a dissolving stitch and we're kind of tacking that abdominal skin back down to the abdominal wall to get rid of that space. In doing so, uh, it's really pretty phenomenal. We don't see a lot of fluid collections because um, that was one of my frustrations with the drain. You'd have a drain in for two weeks. The patient hated it. We hated it. And you take the drain out and a week later, some of those folks, fairly rarely, but some of them would come back with another fluid collection that you'd have to aspirate with a needle and syringe, which didn't make a lot of friends. And we found that with this technique, we really aren't running into that near with the uh, frequency that we saw before. So uh, we are now happy to say that we're doing these without a drain. 
Um, I truly appreciate your kind attention tonight. I know it's beautiful outside, and I will let you get back to it. Uh, but I thank you very much. And again, um, this will be posted to our website in the near future. If there are any questions that did not get answered tonight, feel free to email them to us at drturkle at turklemd.com, and we will answer you um, very quickly. Uh, thanks again, and have a great night.